tonight. Our subject is the dreamer. The Bible begins really with the dream. We all place into a profound sleep. And God says, a profound sleep upon man. And he steps. Now the thing is says in the scripture, say the appeal to God, not to man, but to God, to awaken from the sleep. Awake, O sleeper, and rise from the dead. Rouse thyself, O God. Why sleepest thou? And throughout all the entire book, it's an appeal to God who imposed upon himself this sleep. Now science, they speculate, and they get all kinds of theories in the world concerning a dream. But I have never read where any scientist ever succeeded in impaling a dream upon a theory. I can't take it and really impute it and analyze it to my satisfaction. But tonight we'll take these dreams for you and show you what we really are here in this fabulous world of ours. This really is a dream within a dream. The whole vast world of ours is not a dream. And it's a dream within a dream. This morning at 4.15, I woke. I didn't want to get up at 4.15, so I said to myself, I will go back to sleep. But before I returned to that state of sleep, I communed the self and requested that I would be famous with an experience. A dream or an ecstasy. Not something that I've ever had before, something different. Something that had great significance and was very informative. And so I fell off into the deep, once more interesting. And then I woke at 6 15, two hours later. And this is experience that came back with me. I found myself in the apartment house where we as a little family of three lived for 13 years and eight months, 145 West 55th Street. The same superintendent was there, his name was Lady Fox. When I lived there with my little family, we had operated. The elevator was operated by individuals. But now, it was a push-button there. And I started from the ground floor into, and the man started before me, and Eddie Park said, that's Mr. Goddard, he called me Goddard. He said, that's Mr. Goddard get him first. So I got him, and then two men got him with me. And then Eddie said to me, what floor, Mr. Goddard? And I said, six. 
but I didn't leave on the sixth, on the sixth floor before. I occupied the penthouse. I had a duplex. And we were on the fifteenth and sixteenth floors before. We had the fifteenth floor, which was our living quarters. Then we had this lovely upstairs, the sixteenth floor, sort of a playroom and then a lovely garden. And there we go for these many years, thirteen odd years. So I got into the elevator and it ascended and I got up on the sixth floor. And then I realized, well, this is not where I live. I don't live there. And the two men got off on the same floor. And I said, you know, this is the strangest thing. This has never happened to me before. I never suffered from amnesia. But right now, I do not know where I live. I can't remember where I live. And they could not help me at all. And then I stood in this little hallway. The elevator had gone beyond. And I'm trying to remember where do I live. I know I don't live here. And then I said to myself, you know, this may be a dream. And if it is a dream, there's somewhere in this fabulous universe where I am asleep. What is it in a dream? I am dreaming this, and I must be somewhere sleeping, dreaming this. And if I am <coughs> dreaming this, well then, the chances are I am lying down. And I'm asleep, dreaming this now. At that moment, I try to remember where, where could I be? I think. I wouldn't come back, and I think would come back. And then I felt the feeling of being horizontal and sleeping. And I felt that motion, I'm horizontal and sleeping. I found myself on a bed. I deliberately would not open my eyes. I wouldn't open my eyes. I wanted to find exactly where am I. I couldn't. But where am I? I would not allow myself to open my eyes on a familiar object on a wall that would relate me to a certain position in space. I tried to bring that, but I couldn't bring back. Where am I? I couldn't. And then suddenly, out of the nowhere, the little word Carol came into my mind. Carol's eyes. Came in 25. At that moment, I didn't hear the voice. But from the depth of my soul, that being which is my own inner being, my deep being, that is dreaming this, without the use of words, it said to me, you asked for it. I have heard it without hearing words. You asked for it. Because I requested before I dropped into the deep, having awakened as far as the scene. And decided not to get up, but to go back to sleep. I asked for an experience that would be significant, something that would be informative, something that would be great that I have talked about and tell the whole vast world the great secret of creation. And then what happened to me? Well, what is the story behind it all? 
And when he died at age 85, he could leave a fortune to his ten children. He raised ten children. I never once inherited one nickel for anyone until the end of his 85 years leave to his ten children a considerable fortune, running into multiple millions. And every day my father would sit in the silence with his eyes partly shut. And he would look and see what he wanted to do. He was controlled by not closing the eye. As he said, when you close the eye, you're drifting right into an dream, where your attention is not controlled by you, it controls you. And you go right into an dream. If you don't close the eye, you can see what you want to see. And the whole thing comes come to pass in this world. Everything as you see it. So tell your people the next time not to close the eye. By the simply bring it into a partial closing state, a jar. And bring before your mind's eye while the eye is not completely shut exactly what you want to see. Carry on all the conversations that would incite the fulfillment of your desire. And do it in that way. <coughs> and here was a man who was talking to me, who died at the age of 85, but long before he died, he had made his fortune. And I don't really believe my father ever did the dishonest thing in this world. I really do not believe he ever did. I really believe, it's my deep conviction about my father. Why I don't know, I think all of us, the ten hours, feel this way about him. He met my mother when she was about three years old and he was about eight. It was a romance with a matter of eight and three. And then, when she was eighteen, and they got married. And he said to my little niece, so we did this fabulous party for you today. Champagne is flowing like a river. Everything. When I married your grandmother, I could still afford a half pint of rum. And so we had a half pint of rum to celebrate the union, this wonderful wedding. But he went on with this simply partly closing the eye and controlling his attention and seeing what he wanted to see and he called it the daydream. The daydream does not differ from the night dream. Say so that in the daydream you are in control or you ought to be in control. In the night dream it takes over unless you persuade yourself before you sleep to fail him with a dream that will be informative. I'm very good to do it. But if you don't, and you sleep after all the distress of the day, all the headlines of the day, all the newspapers of the day, and all the radio and TV bulletins of the day, that's what you get in the course of the night. That's confusion. That's a nightmare. But if you do it in this way, and he shows exactly how he actually went about making his fortune in this world. 
study, the Bible has only one source of dreams in this world. All dreams, all visions, spring from God. There is no other source of a dream in Scripture. And if there be a prophet among you, I the Lord will speak unto him in a dream. I read myself never about the human vision. And throughout the entire scripture, it's all God speaking. But who spoke to me this morning? The text of my own soul. And it seems at that very moment, he was trying to entice me into a discovery of himself. For I felt, I didn't hear the word, but I felt to ask for it. I distinctly asked for an experience that would be unlike what I ever had before, but it had to be instructed, informative, something that would share with the whole vast world, and that they would actually understand the great secret of creation. And the whole thing came in this peculiar manner. Here I am, I didn't know where, I have forgotten, where I laid myself down to do. Everyone has forgotten where he has laid himself down to be. Because the thing that you really are, that is in a profound state, is God Himself. You lay yourself down to be. And you are dreaming what you are now. But this projected you can also dream for the whole thing begins as a dream and the end is a dream. So while we are here, if I can only catch it, and know how to dream here, as the death of my soul has dressed me into being and has continued to dream for myself as I have planned it, so shall it be. As I have purposed it, so shall it stand. No power in the world can stop my predetermined dream. It's a dream. What is a predetermined dream? That I shall face my emanation. He fell in love with me. He fell in love with you. And you are unique. No one in this world can take your place. There is no power in the world that can modify you in the eyes of one who's dreaming. You modify the dreams out here in the world of people. But no one can fill your place. You are unique. And when you find the dreamer, he is actually enticing you. Moment after moment to find him. And the moment you find him, the being that really has left you into being, you awaken. And you will eat. So this whole that well is for the being. So when the poet asks the question, is all that we see or see for the being within the being? And then in the same point, this is Edgar Allan Poe. He answers it. And so asking the question, he affirms it. All that we see or see is by his being within a dream. Now that's a great revelation of the name of God, and we word it in the same way that Paul did. I am that I am. That's the Am I that? Am I? 
that as the dreamer. Am I the dreamer? Am I? And let's come back to the affirmative. I am. You mean I brought this whole that world into me? Yes, I did. I wish I could share it in the most intimate way with you that I explained it this morning. No desire to get up for the scene. Only using the self. Give me an experience. Bring it forth to the form of a dream or an ecstasy. Either one. To me, ecstasy is vision. Very psychic, but more clear than this. So everything is solidly real. Just like this. Bring it either in dream or bring it like this. But make it informative. Make it something that is so significant that I can tell it to the world and share it with them. To show the secret behind it all. And then that same seed of assessment at the very end, you ask for it. You can almost hear the words coming through, but the one word. I have heard the words time and time again. But this morning, they were not words, it was simply a mood of perception, as though you were simply kidding Just play with them. You asked for it, didn't you? I did. I asked for it. And here I am with complete amnesia. I didn't know where I was. And yet, a vivid picture, the same apartment house, the same Eddie Fox, who was the super, the same building. And I got out of the sixth floor. Which is significant. On the sixth day, he made man. Here on the sixth floor, I thought, we're coming to the end now. Let us make man in our image. I push that button. Here's the sixth of the sixth floor. And this is not where I belong. I don't belong here on the sixth floor. I belong with the dreamer who dreamed man. Not with that which is dreamed into being, but the dreamer. That's where I belong. I couldn't find my place on the sixth floor. There was no room there for me. Some things seemed right. I couldn't remember where I laid myself down to sleep. But I did. Somewhere I laid myself down to sleep. And as I dreamed, I dreamed the dream. And I dreamed. I made my, my mind go back to that experience that I think I've shared with many of you who are here tonight, some necessary. But many years ago, I had this experience, which will be the 42nd star, if you understand the 42nd star, where he made great joy to the house of God. This time in question, I found myself in this enormous crowd, a sea of humanity. And as I walked with them, and they're all in gay attire, oriental, God, very powerful. I heard a voice, the voice screamed out, and God walked with them. And a woman to my right, a very attractive lady, 
with her late thirties in all the Arabic costumes. And she questioned the voice. She said, Yes, God walks for her. Where is he? And the voice answered, At your side. And she turned to her neck and looking into my face, she became the terrible. It's got a country that I could be the one talking about. And she questioned the voice. And she said, What? He's never gone. And the voice answered, Yes, in the act of waking. And then the same voice from the depth to myself, this time audible only to me, but not to others. And the voice said, I laid myself down within you to sleep, and as I slept, I dreamed the dream. I dreamed, and I knew the end of the sentence. I became so excited, I couldn't wait for the end. And at that moment, I felt these forces near me to this body. My hands became horses, my feet horses, my hair vortex, and my right side vortex. And then I kneeled to the thing. As the voice is yet, in the act of waking. So here the same dream of this form, but he didn't see. Where did he lay himself down to dream that he healed? He laid himself down to the that's where he laid himself down. He is continuing dreaming that he is you. And when he awakes, you are you. This whole vast world is God dreaming that he is you. And when he completely awakes, you will die. And you will see the oneness of the God. Not one greater than the other. No one, you and I might have had horrible dreams. Some dream of these mountainous things, and others dream of wonderful pastures, easy lives, but you all right. Not one is better than the other. So the individual may have this most mountainous cry, and he thinks that's marvelous, first you all right, that's your dream. And other will say, what is the marvelous of here? We have passed it. For that is what the good sheep. And you dream of that. So it's entirely up to the dreamer. Just as he dreamed his wonderful one into being, he allowed this wonderful one, as he took him to all the great furnaces of affliction, to dream and comfort all these things in the world. So you could just start. Take the most glorious concept of yourself. I don't care what it is, believe me. My father never had a little, but he got a penny. And today the estate is that his penny exceeds $25 million. And he didn't enter politics together, that didn't. <laughs> didn't come from politics. It didn't come from anything that is subverted. It just from his daily dream. He would sit in the silence, I can see him now, 
in what I call in Barbados a Burmese chair. It comes from Dinarara. It's a chair with elevated, extended arms. He put his feet out as they were elevated. And then he would sit after breakfast, which was served for him about 10 30 in the morning. Well, that was what we call breakfast in the best of The breaking of the fast with my father was simply a cup of coffee early in the morning. Well, then what he called breakfast would be around 10 30, and that would be like our dinner. A good, substantial meal. And then he would sit quietly with the eyes constantly shut and see all the transactions of business of the day as he wanted them to be. Not as they could be if others interfered, as he wanted them to be. And day after day he did it with the eyes partly shut, that it may not plug into the night, that he could control it in the daytime. For we knew this Bible better than any minister in the other. It's the one book that he read, and he read it day after day after day. And he understood his Bible. He had read the other book. All the others were brilliant scholars, but they didn't understand the Bible. Any more than the brilliant ones today understand the Bible. My Time magazine came today. Why it's almost right. Ridiculous to read them in this page today. Here is this fantastic power in the world. And when you see what they own in Italy, all under the guise of being <coughs> prophets of the Lord. But they are really prophets of the Lord, but not P-R-P-H-E-D. They are prophets so differently. When they own 15% of all that is put on the stock market, in that land. And confirm then that if you were tax us, we are the only tax exempt holders of the stock. All that are paid taxes. But we don't pay taxes. And if you send us to tax us, we will sell overnight and mark it with cash. And they represent this great mystery. They have the psychic concept of the great mystery. And let me tell how it comes to an end. It comes to an end in the simplest way. You can't accomplish. Nothing you can do until you wait for the birth. It comes to an end in this manner. Finally, Jesus Christ awakens in you. Jesus Christ is born in you. Jesus Christ and you find God only begotten Son and calls you Father and then you know who you are. Then Jesus Christ in him turns the temple in two from top to bottom. 
and Jesus Christ in you as the Son of Man, a spirit. That spine of yours, as a fiery symbol, and then the Holy Spirit, in bodily form as a dove, descends upon you and smothers you with affection, because his work is done, and you have come to the end of the dream. So you have been the devil. And you only wait the lingering days until you take off this garment for the last time and find that you, who began the whole thing, you've awakened with an increased power. For there is no limit to expansion of God. There is no limit to the translucency of God. There is only a limit to the contraction of God to the opacity of God. So man is that limit. Man is that conception. And God becomes man. But man may become God. So then he stands on the end of his dream as man, which is predetermined, comes in these simple, simple pictures for simple events or in man. So, start this night and take my father's advice who made the fortune. I don't think very many people in this world can be 25 million bucks. Your family is not a public company, it's a private company. And you can turn to and give us this sort of money. And he himself not once did he ever get one nickel from another. And may I tell you, if you are not educated, he wasn't. By our standards, he would not have gone beyond a couple of grades in high school. A man who loved people, people loved him. A shabby fellow of six two six. And just a generous, wonderful fellow who just loved. But day after day, seven days a week, he practiced as though he was being a constant office. He wouldn't let days go by because it was another day. He sat every day and did it. And the only criticism he had was me. But I told the people to close the eyes. And he said, that leads only to a nice Don't close the eye. You don't close the eye. It's the daydream. And the daydream must be controlled. The night dream belongs to the depth of your soul. That's the deeper you. And they will, it will take all the energy of the world and tell itself to educate your mind here, but on this level, don't close the eye. If you don't close the eye, you can control. And then you can control the teeth. And this is the thing. God is bringing into being his predetermined picture, and no one can stop it. 
No part of the world Well, you'll read the papers and you'll read all these headlines that this country's going to take over, that country's going to take over, what should our president do? And everyone's so concerned. And they're all so wise. That's how I came home and just turned on TV and Cinderella. So here was Cinderella. Well, I was too late to get up and turn off the thing. And then came the great mentor, Mr. Lippman. Well, I was too late to turn him off. So I sat and looked and listened to all of this wonderful what we should do and what China could do and what they'll do. The things could do that they can have nothing to do with God's things. And yet a brilliant mind. His choice of language, his choice of word is perfect. But my laziness allowed me to see this thing coming into me. But how many saw it that I don't know. Here was it considered brilliant, brilliant mind analyzing exactly what we as a country should do. And it's maybe his influence never seen as a right of benefit. He may be persuaded, I don't know. That's not what to do. Close your eyes just a little And see what you want to do. Don't hate anyone in this world. If you want to leave something behind you, leave it behind you, but don't just drop it out, leave it behind you. Others can enjoy it. What I describe today, some of us enjoy them all. I have a lovely name. I don't wear things out before it gets more way because I don't want people to give me something worn out. And so, it's something that a little uh, broken seam. I would say, now this is a broken seam on this shirt, you take it. And so my wife says to me tonight, you know, she'll catch on after a while and she'll make a broken seam there. I said, no, she won't. Perfectly all right. And so, you just don't wear a thing out and get rid of Some of them use this. So, just think for one more what others will do with it. What do you want to do? Do you want to be wealthy? If you really want to be wealthy, you can do it. Do you want to be healthy? To be known? I don't care what you want to be in this world. On this level, it's all within the framework of God's plan. Because you and he are one, in the depth of yourself, I heard the word distinctly. He laid himself down within you to sleep. And as he slept, he dreamed a dream. He didn't lay himself down up there to dream me. He is in me, dreaming me. So when he's sitting in this New York City, or in my dream, Standing in this little corridor, but in where am I dreaming? This current place where I must be starting to sleep, dreaming this, but get into the dream, where am I dreaming? And I couldn't bring it back. I just couldn't remember where I fell asleep to be in this dream. But I must be a big star place. And then I felt myself on the bed. And then that wonderful, simple little feeling. You ask for it. But oh, what a revelation. And then comes the memory of that moment in time when I read of the enormous cloud covered with invisible heavenly things. 
And the Lord said to me, I made myself suddenly sleep. And as I said, I dreamed the dream, I dreamed, and I accept he dreamed in his dream. And when I awake from this dream, I am he. Here I am. So this is the story. So tonight, take your glorious dream, wonderful dream, a little wonderful Let it fit that wonderful statement in the service of the mouth. Do what it offers, as you have been do what it is. Let it fit that, or I've never been this person. Let it fit that statement. Do what it offers, as you have been do what it is. And if that fits it, but it's reading, and see it clearly in your mind's eye and believe in the reality of this imaginal act, it will come to pass. No power in the world can stop it. And they will come this fantastic experience in your life. But everything said of Jesus Christ, you will experience. I was coming home from a funeral about a year ago. A lady said to me, who drove the car? First of all, she said, you know, our plane's in the back, and it's a lovely sweet Japanese house. And she said to me, they are Catholics. Well, I was certainly surprised, because of a night you think of Japanese as Buddhists. I mean, I did. And she said, they are Catholics. They said to me, our Christian fire. That's all right. Then they said to me, what are you? And I'm a fish. She said, I'm sorry, I took that for granted, but I mean, what kind of fish? Are you a captain or your captain? I said, no, that's a fish. Well, that made no sense whatsoever to her. I'm a fish. Well, you must be a captain of some kind, or you must be a captain of some kind. You're not a fish of kind, you said, no. Are you a fish? No. Religious science? No. None of these things are possible, I'm just a question. And then I thought, well now, can she take it? And then I killed her. I'm a Christian because Christ has been resurrected in me. He has been born in me. He has discovered the Son of God that he has come in me. He has lifted himself up in me. In seven times four. He splits the tail of my body. And then just doubt descended upon me. And smothered Jesus Christ in me with affection. That was the journey came to an And we all began to know. So whether she thinks me insane or not, I don't really know. But that is my soul. I'm a Christian because I have experienced. The Christian mystery, not because of the acts of the birth. But everyone here, you will one day, I say to everyone, have the identity of the Because there is only that story to be told in the world. There is no other story. They try to make it into all kinds of objects. There is no other story. The story of God 
salvation. Or he emanated himself, started out with emanation, took himself to the green world, which is a horrible place, and then completely yielded himself to his emanation, and then fused and they became one. Then God woke. And he and his emanation, his pride, were one. Now let's go to this happen. Seems to be. 
even of torment and despair and eternal death. So in this world, what seems to be, just as we said earlier, that really seem to be that I be self-persuaded, there will be denied it. Then it is, all in this world of death. But the Bible says we are, and we deem as men, in the body of Jesus. So here in this world is one man, and you're told in the 8th chapter of the book of Mark. And when the eye was opened, he was asked, what do you see? He said, I've seen men by trees walking. I recall busy one night, I told the story in San Francisco, and it's just a strange reaction I've told it since. But I told this politician, he's now gone from this world, he was one of the important members of the Socialist Party, a great opponent of churches. Well, that was one. Well, that was his name. You might have read about him or heard about him. What well, envision I saw. And I saw him take this tree and put it on his head. Huge branch, all of a huge big stag. And he tried to jump off this cliff and close as it were. And he fell flat on his face. He got up, took this thing back on his head again, and made several attempts to really be this thing. And I knew that was not it. You can't put it from the outside. That's what he was trying to do with socialism in England. He was trying to do all these things on the outside of man. You can't do it. It has to come from the inside. And so, you do know these things if you ever saw them psychically. It's the most amazing sight. You look like the most fantastic stag, yet you're human. But they grow from within. The tree grows up. We are the tree of life. And nature all the wise men of the world, as we're told, and all the gods of the earth and the sea, sought through nature to find this tree. But their search was all in vain. There is no one in the human brain. Until it starts growing on the inside, it grows up. And when you see this majestic, flowering thing that grows from man, as far as they know, henceforth is laid up for me, a crown of righteousness. For he says, the time for my departure has come. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Henceforth is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. Well, it grows from within. The tree turns out. After the body is split, all the energies that went down into generation are turned up into regeneration. And that wonderful thing grows from your head. And your majesty be on the wildest dream of man. You don't put a crown on your head as a queen does, with all these artificial things that are dead. This crown grows from within. And you have a majesty beyond the wildest dream of this world. Growing out of you, you are the majestic being. And so everything grows out of this wonderful color man where God entombed himself. So in this world, seen from above, before it starts to grow, they can't see that, and that's been off this age at all. They're still all the dead, and they call it woodman. So when the eye was open, what do you see? I see men as trees walking. But when he entered the new age, he entered the new age, 
just as you see the wonderful stay. When you first break forth and the little things begin to appear on its head, they come over there. And they get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger as you go through this majestic creature. And it never stopped growing. So the tree was felled. And everything was felled. And then the leaves were torn off. The limbs were severed. The branches were scattered. And no bird could find any rest. And no shade for the animal. But you are told, do not disturb the roots. Let it grow, and let the dew of heaven water it. And the dew of heaven watered it, and then it began to grow. So God was the one that fell. That was the tree of life that fell. He fell in Eve. And so it came down into generation. And then my wonderful dream, there was a nightmare. And then comes the turning up of the energy that went into generation to regeneration. And then, if you could see it privately, you know, what the hell did you get to the house? But it does no three-dimensional barrier to stop it. What you wear in glory, you bring into anything, but you couldn't help with your posture enter this room. If the room could stop it. Good night.